Reality Check Live with Carrie Harrison. Smells like fish. Tastes like chocolate. Reality Check Live. And now, a tobacco industry health fact for today. Eating a lot of fatty foods is actually good for your arteries. (laughs) Yeah, if you're smoking a cigarette while doing it. If you believe that one, then you should stick around for another health fact for today from the tobacco industry. Next, preventing truth decay. Truth decay. Reality check. Live. We welcome in our three new NBC stations in Southern California. And Cheech and Chong's Tommy Chong celebrates the world's first 420 day. And take a look at a new pill considered magic because it may be more reliable than a condom in preventing HIV. And the world's most famous whistleblower, the Pentagon Papers' Daniel Ellsberg. Reality Check Live. We have taken over your radio. We are now in control. We can crank up your radio's volume, or we can turn it down so low that you can barely hear it. Then we can turn it back up and mess around with the bass level. Or we can crank up the trouble. We can blow out your left speaker. Oh, my God. We can even make your radio sound like a broken CD. We are in total charge. We are in complete control. We are Reality Check Live. Harry Harrison here with you. This is Reality Check Live. I want to welcome in our primetime, drive-time audience on KCAA, NBC stations in Southern California, broadcasting on 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM, KCAA, NBC Radio, the stations that leave no listener behind. And truer words couldn't be said on behalf of us, too. You can check us out anytime at realitychecklive.org or all social media, Reality Check LV for live at Reality Check LV going to let you enjoy a pre-recorded interview with, well, let's just say a superhero. I want to introduce to you the whistleblower of the century. He's the template for Edward Snowden, for Chelsea Manning, for all the other recent people of great notoriety, of heroism, and certainly uh, people that have become an allergy to a lot of people in power, that's for sure. We're talking about Daniel Ellsberg. He's the subject of the recent Spielberg film, The Post, starring Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. Depending on people's different ages, whether you're listening to this on a stream or a podcast or hearing it live on FM or AM radio, Daniel Ellsberg was a former military analyst from the Rand Corporation. He's the guy that caused a big national uproar back in 1971 when he released the Pentagon Papers, which were 7,000 pages of highly classified Defense Department documents, uh, which were telling the truth about illegal activities with the Vietnam War, and he released those to the New York Times, the Washington Post, and lots of others. Well, he's got a new book out called The Doomsday Machine, Confessions of a Nuclear War Planner. Doomsday Machine is based on Daniel Ellsberg's experience as not only a former defense analyst, but get this, a lot of us didn't know it. He is now one of the few living members of the group who devised America's nuclear strike doctrines. Quick side note, Daniel Ellsberg's release of those Pentagon Papers actually eroded public support for the Vietnam War. And get this, it makes it possible for you and me to be here today because he brought about a landmark legal precedent in favor of press freedom, something that allows Reality Check Live to be on and growing every day. Daniel Ellsberg, we're so glad you're joining us. Okay. 
Thank you, and thank you for that warm introduction. I appreciate it. Was that a great enough encomium? I could go on for 20 or 30 more minutes easily. <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> well, you, now, you know, it's one thing to have the President of the United States go after you, but of course he can do things with uh, psychiatrists, uh, with people mucking around in your filing. I mean, you really uh, suffered a lot of distress at the hands of that puck fist. Being on trial basically over two years was a strain, but the real distress was suffered by Richard Nixon, uh, when his crimes that he committed against me in order to stop me from telling secrets about him came home and it was a major factor in his impeachment proceedings that led to his resignation. So that was true of a number of other people that he assigned to, quote, neutralize me. Uh, Ehrlichman, uh, Krogh, Egel Krogh, uh, Howard Hunt, Gordon Liddy. They really all went down. So they, you know, for once, they suffered the fruits of their own crimes. Now, you uh, are someone with a strong conscience. I mean, you went and copied 7,000 Department of Defense documents that revealed the uh, a vile and ugly... revealed 23 years of deception by four different presidents of the American public as to why we were in Vietnam, why we were going in, what we were actually doing, what the costs would be, what the risks were. Every aspect of that was lied about, as is true today, of course, about the war in Iraq by our president and vice president and secretary of defense. Well, let me ask a, an inspirational question. There are those who will have access, listening to this show right now, to sensitive documentation, but would not know, eh, I don't know if I should do or don't do or what to think about it or what. But there must have been uh, one act or one thing or, or several uh, moments combined that uh, inspired you to do the right thing, to jump off the high dive into many millions of people's lives and actually uh, the result being that many lives were saved. Well, one key thing, uh, which is shared, I think, by hundreds, if not thousands of people in the government today, was that I knew, unlike in, at that time, most people in the government in 1969, that a fifth president in a row, Richard Nixon, was, going, was reproducing the same deceptions and making the same threats of escalation, including, by the way, nuclear escalation, which, again, we're hearing definite threats of nuclear weapons used by the United States being on the table. Nixon was making those threats, but in those days, when people worried about the Cold, uh, the Cold War and the world blowing up if one nuclear weapon was used, he had to make those threats secretly. Now people are less worried about it, and they really don't blink an eye when the president makes those threats openly. But in any case, in 69, then, I knew the war was going to go on and it was going to get larger, as many people know in the government now. And I thought that would be a disaster, as many of those people do right now. One thing that was different was, for me, was that I did meet young Americans then who were going to jail in large numbers to express their refusal to cooperate with what they saw as a wrongful war, which I also saw. It hadn't occurred to me before I met a couple of those firsthand who were on their way to prison that uh, that was a risk or a cost I could pay myself, just as I risked my body in Vietnam, as so many are doing today. If the troops can take those risks, if I could have shared them when I was a civilian in Vietnam, why couldn't I uh, give up my career, give up my uh, freedom uh, to help end the war with some chance? When I saw it in that frame, it seemed to me obviously the right thing to do.
Carrie Harrison with you. We're talking to Dr. Daniel Ellsberg, who about 40 years ago copied over 7,000 pages on a Xerox machine of highly classified Defense Department documents, also known as the Pentagon Papers, and braved possible imprisonment to reveal the truth about the corrupt Vietnam War. We're talking about presidential impeachment, presidential skullduggery, everything that completely resonates with today's surreality. This brings us around, Daniel Ellsberg, to the obvious question, the elephant in the middle of the, the mastodon in the middle of the room here. Given the unfathomable grotesqueries that we see happening in our government right now, whether it's Congress, whether it's the president, hookers, porn stars, bribes, emoluments, you name it. If we really found out the truth about all this stuff, whether it's Russia or if you're a person of faith and it's just grand infidelity. If we really found out about all of this stuff, could we depend, once it's public, for the government to actually do something about it? Would that be a sufficient information whoosh? It's a question that people ask me all the time, and I don't, and I ask it of other people. I don't really know why the Democrats, as a minority, are acting so passive and so afraid of their opponents. The The Republicans didn't act that way when they were a minority. You'd hardly know the Democrats existed as a, as a separate party. Why is the media being so compliant with government handouts? People say 9-11 uh, scared them of the, the, the charge that they would be called unpatriotic, uh, treasonous, weak, unmanly. Uh, Willie Brown, former mayor of uh, San Francisco, right. I asked that question of just the other day. And he said it was before 9-11. He thought the 1994 Republican sweep scared the Democrats that they had to become like Republicans to uh, uh, get in office at all. Now, it hasn't been very successful for them uh, in any of these elections, but they still seem to be doing it, except for a few exceptions, and I want to give them credit. You know, you were talking about heroes, and uh, thank you for including me in that class. The fact is, there are a lot of heroes in this country that have inspired me and inspire other people, civilians and military There aren't very many in Congress, or in particular in the executive branch. To find somebody who's willing to tell the truth at the cost of their career is very rare. And I think one thing we could do is to hold that standard up to our politicians and our officials and say, you're not doing your job uh, protecting the Constitution when you keep your mouth shut and your career's going rather than expose crimes and unconstitutional behavior. Uh, We're going to... show you at the polls they may not see the light but they'll feel the heat that's, that's what that's what we're getting at. directly to officials we D- have to offer them not that we can unelect them because they're not elected to start with and they probably won't be prosecuted uh if they keep their mouths shut they will be prosecuted by this administration if they tell the truth and that's a price they should be willing to pay or certainly consider paying when so many lives are at stake Carrie Harrison with you. We're talking to Dr. Daniel Ellsberg, the original whistleblower of the century and subject of the recent Spielberg film, The Post, starring Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. He's got a new book out called Doomsday Machine, and he's one of a still-living group who devised America's nuclear strike doctrines, and now we're in a position where we might actually have to think they could be deployed. Daniel Ellsberg, we've decided to start a RCL, that's a Reality Check Live whistleblower school, and we'd love you to mentor the young whistleblowers of this generation. I'd, I'd love to encourage and advise anybody. And I'm not going to be telling them, do what I did. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll be telling them, don't do what I did. 
Don't wait till the war has started against Iran. Don't wait till we've used nuclear weapons before you come out. Don't wait for your memoirs. I didn't do that. But I did wait <laughs> a lot longer than I wish I had. You can stop a war if you tell the truth about what's going on in time. That's what I didn't do, and that's what I'm urging people to do. Thank you, Daniel Ellsberg, for letting us pre-record this interview with us. And thank you for your fortitude, your stamina, and all-American good civic engagement. Well, thank you, and I, I hope it'll encourage other whistleblowers to uh, hear your encouragement, because they really need to get a different set of priorities from what they're working with. Thank you. Harry Harrison here with you, and we've been speaking to the whistleblower of the century, the Pentagon Papers, Dr. Daniel Ellsberg author of the recent book, The Doomsday Machine, Confessions of a Nuclear War Planner. RealityCheckLive.org Reality Check Live This station presents What If They Were Alive Today? February 12th, 1809, the 16th President of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, is born. Not only was he one of our greatest presidents, he was also the tallest. Lincoln was assassinated in 1865, but we ask... What if he were alive today? Ladies and gentlemen, introducing for the Washington Wizards, a 6-4 forward from the University of Illinois, he is the President of the Paint, the Great Emancipator, number 16, Abraham Lincoln! Join us again for another What If They Were Alive Today! NPR. This is All Things In Consider. Reality Check Live. Harrison with you. This is Reality Check Live. Live. The way we like it. And uh, we had quite a launch party last night. I'm sitting right next to Vic Jarami. He is the editor and publisher of the Blunt Post. Also the LA Press Club Award finalist for his column 10 Questions with Vic. And he's the interface, the collaborator to hook us up with the LGBT community. I don't mean that literally, unless I do. And Vic, I'm glad you're here. That was a good one. It was a good one. Um, we had quite a party last night. Yes, we, had we did. Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek. So we had tons of Star Trek fans. We had a big media wall. Um, this was the launch party of launch parties. It was kind of perfect. Just the right amount of people. Leslie Jordan from Will and Grace. Absolutely. Ronnie Kroll. Actor and activist. Yep. Congresswoman Maxine Waters sent a personal note to her old friend, Nichelle Nichols, uh, Lieutenant Uhura, and which we read aloud, and it brought uh, uh, he, She was very emotional. That yeah. was really awesome. Yeah, and the crowd. It was incredible. And a big shout-out to Revolver for hosting us. Revolver WeHo. They did a great job. And you could follow us, by the way, anywhere on social media. You could check out some of the pictures and come and join the fun. We're going to have many, many more of these to come, and that's a promise. Facebook, Reality Check LV. Facebook is Reality Check LV. LV stands for live. Reality Check LV. Same thing with social media, at Reality Check LV. RealityCheckLive.org. Should I use Huggies, Pampers, or a cheap generic brand? Page 57. Do I wipe toward the front or the back? Page 84. How will I know when my baby's diaper is full? Page 1. L. Ron Hubbard's Diapernetics. The best-selling parental health book of all time. Read it or wipe with it. News. Reality Check.
Recap. I'm Mercy Malik. Trouble continues for Sinclair Broadcast Group, the media conglomerate that recently came under fire for forcing its news anchors nationwide to read a pre-scripted attack on rival news agencies. The Guardian reports that Sinclair Chair David D. Smith admits to visiting the White House last year to pitch Trump and other administration members on a piece of technology he wishes to force manufacturers to include in all new mobile phones, televisions, and additional devices. Smith claims that the meeting was not financially motivated, saying, quote, I just wanted them to be aware of the technology, end quote, but mandatory adoption of the product would obviously be a lucrative development for Sinclair. Critics accuse the broadcast group of conservative bias, which it denies, but Smith openly admits to meeting with candidate Trump during the 2016 campaign and telling him, quote, we are here to deliver your message, end quote. Do you think your workplace environment is tough or perhaps filled with slimy characters? Well, chances are good that you're still better off than one office in Thailand where giant lizards are falling from the sky. Yep. UPI reports that a monitor lizard recently fell through the ceiling in the accounting department of one office, landing uninvited upon a startled employee's desk. The woman in question reported that she and other nearby workers heard suspicious sounds emanating from above immediately before the surprise appearance of the massive reptile. The employees apparently screamed and fled, then contacted wildlife handlers from a judicious distance away. When the reptile specialists arrived, they located the monitor in a paper storage room where it was quite possibly hiding from the screaming employees. Officials report that the gargantuan visitor was later successfully relocated to its natural habitat in the wild, proving once again that office work is just not for everyone. For Reality Check Live, I'm Mercy Malik. Reality Check Live. News. Recap. They're hot, sweaty, and when they swing, they love to get loud. They're women tennis players. And you can listen in live at 1-900-HOT-GRUNTS. Whether you're into singles or doubles, you can be their special ball boy at 1-900-HOT-GRUNTS. Call now and work on your forehand while these hard-court hard bodies serve up the hottest grunts. Is it out? Or is it in? One phone number is all you need. 1-900-HOT-GRUNTS. Ooh, that was right on the sweet spot. This is Reality Check Live. In HD. Harry Harrison here with you. This is Reality Check Live. I want to introduce to you our news director, Mercy Malik. And Mercy and I have been together on public radio in the past, and it's been a while since we've had our reunion. And uh, it has been a while, hasn't it? It's very exciting. It hasn't happened in several years. It has been a couple of years. Today may not be the actual 420 day. This is the big first national, international day of marijuana, of pot. And it is being celebrated worldwide and especially in California and Colorado where it is completely legal. But boy, it's causing some controversies. It definitely is. So I just want to say for frame of reference, Carrie, I consider myself one of the best chosen advocates for marijuana legality because I personally cannot stand pot. Work does not work with my physiology at all. None of the happy, mellow, laughing thing, just angry, suspicious, and stealing people's food. So really, there's no upside to that. Because of this, when I say it is incredibly important, in fact, 
of paramount importance that any individual be allowed to put into their own body exactly what they choose. I'm not speaking from a point of personal benefit. It benefits me personally not one single bit. But you know what? I don't like tomatoes either and I don't think those should be illegal. I don't like okra and I do think it should be illegal. More for me. (laughs) And more for you. Well, it's very interesting. 200 million Americans are legally allowed to consume cannabis in whatever form, if it's the sativa or the indigo or whatever. I mean, it's basically called Wonka weed now because you have quite a wide spectrum of chocolate delights. A plethora. A plethora. And the Trump administration has actually said they're going to withhold harsher penalties because they realize after Jeff Sessions and others repeatedly talk about states' rights, states' rights, states' rights, Mm -hmm. and if it's legal in the state, you can't suddenly do, well, the federal government is going to rule everything because I believe that's what we've heard was – has been the problem all along. So they're actually going to see what the states will do as long as it's in alignment with federal guidelines. It's very difficult to say states' rights repeatedly, but – just not for marijuana because that really is the largest problem facing America today, yeah. marijuana. Well, and we Mildred can't. sitting there, 88 years old, in her double wide, puffing on a joint with a can of Budweiser in one hand and a handful of rum-filled bonbons in the other. <laughs> God knows how many ISIS videos she's likely to watch. Especially if she's high on pot. Yes, I mean, yes. that definitely will increase the likelihood. We're Guys, play, we're facetious. We're going to play in just a couple of minutes an interview we did with Tommy Chong. You'll also see the video of Cheech and Chong fame. And he says, we don't know, it's anecdotal, and I didn't check, but he cured his testicular cancer by rubbing cannabis oil on his on yes. his naughty bits for a number of months. And he, uh, he uh, cites that he is completely cured of this. And his physicians actually support that 100% that he is cancer-free. So we're going to hear it from his own words. Uh, and all of this just in alignment with a state that has gotten together democratically. The people voted mm-hmm. for this. It wasn't granted by the king or the governor, Democrat or Republican. The people got together and decided it was in their own best interest. And I think we all can support democracy in whatever way it turns out. It's really interesting to you, Carrie, because you hear so often people saying, oh, my vote doesn't matter. I'm just one person. and Voting is stupid. When people feel motivated and really get behind an issue, that's what changes things. So it's a good example. Yes, and it prevents truth decay because it is not a communist country yet. So let's keep voting. And uh, by the way, the day this was recorded also is the International Walkout Day where the students have walked out of their schools everywhere in order to protest gun violence and uh, uh, some what appears to be even growing NRA uh, fundraising, let's say, to, to continue the ability to take machine guns into schools, whether it's the teachers carrying them or the children. It doesn't really matter anymore. And what's interesting is guess what's happening when these kids are walking out? They're getting registered to vote. Fantastic. That's what's actually happening. So the walkout is not some, we're going to cut class. They're walking out to be registered to vote. We're also going to play a clip right now. And this comes from Trump's new TV channel, which is uh, called uh, One America News, which news network, which Mm -hmm. I have on direct TV. And they're citing that the reason the kids are walking out is because of women. Your people, Mercy. (laughs) Women are behind destroying children. I, I, I'd like to learn about women. that. The, you nurturers, you. and They the create ones the that, children and then destroy them. And then you destroy apparently. them. Yeah. So we're going to hear from the horse's mouth. And, and this is not to say anybody is anti-Trump here. It's just kind of a, a shocking moment 
to hear that officially said that women, the ones that that crave often uh, to have the children and nurture them and suckle them on their breasts and and raise them and love them, are also the ones destroying them and sending them into the jaws of death. Reality check live. The four twenty report. Tommy Chong, actor, writer, director, activist, musician, well-known for his marijuana-themed Cheech and Chong comedy movies, uh, with Cheech Marin as well as playing the character Leo on Fox's That 70s Show. Turns out Tommy Chong has successfully treated his prostate cancer using hemp oil, that being the base oil from the common marijuana or hemp plant. My dad, when whenever the kids were sick, he'd, he'd go Chinese on us, and he'd go to the herbalist, and the herbalist would give him this nasty tasting tea and it, we, we, he'd feed that to us kids and, and I, I was very healthy you know the, my whole life because of that Chinese medicine and but, also it's interesting um, that uh, many of these herbs are I mean we know absolutely they're prophylactic in that they prevent people from um, being able to get disease um, I mean there's thousands of years of medicine there yeah and they've been they've been see they, they had a great system the Chinese had a great system what the emperors did they paid the doctors to keep them healthy but if they got unhealthy and they died they would kill the doctors it seems reasonable yeah so so uh so the doctors had an incentive to keep these guys healthy versus a disincentive yeah and so what they did they discovered acupuncture uh-huh. and the reason they discovered acupuncture was they would study the back in the day they they fought wars with bows and arrows and you know swords and that and they found out that some people that would get wounded in one area with an arrow yeah. it would help another area like it would, you know the points so they started studying the human body uh, with with the you know with the points with the arrow thing then they refined it down to little needles and then they found the, the circuit the electrical circuit sure. in the body and then when they discovered Tai Chi was the same way the way they discovered Tai Chi was they, they found out that the key to health was would be circulation like they they watch nature and they would see that if a pond of water w- wasn't flowing, it would became stagnant and and full of disease. And so they they realized that the human body's ninety percent water, and so they found a way to keep the the circulation flowing. Sure. And the way they did that, they studied animals. Yeah. And they studied the way cats moved and the way the birds would ruffle their feathers and and so all the Tai Chi movements. In fact, they're named like. The tiger claw and the mm-hmm. and the and the crane and all that stuff. So the Chinese, yeah, I, I'm very into Chinese. Well, you know, it's very interesting. Um, you talk about acupuncture. They're now using acupuncture to replace Botox. Sure. Because it interrupts the synaptic connections, the electrical connections between the muscles, much instead of putting, you know, botulism toxoid in there, which then leaks into the brain barrier and you wonder why you're an idiot for the rest of your natural life. Instead, you just pop in the little thin knitting needle there, interrupt the circuitry, the muscle relaxes, and then your 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 oh. your uh, wrinkles vanish. It's a miracle. And uh, we'll talk about 
more about that, probably not here, but just so you know, in case you're pining for a little Botox with knitting needles. This is the top of the hour from the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Carrie Harrison with you. We are talking to Cheech and Chong's Tommy Chong. But let's talk a little about prison, one of your favorite topics. Sure. Um, and Tommy, here you were, and your son Paris is sitting here, and you guys made freely available, not marijuana, but simply water pipes, things of this nature. Glass, glass pipes. Glass pipes. And uh, the state of Pennsylvania, uh, well, they, they weren't pleased. Well, that's the home of the DEA. Yeah. So they set up a sting operation, and they tried to get us to send uh, a shipment of bongs to Beaver Falls, which is really the... Um, where the DEA originated from. And uh, we wouldn't do it, so they finally put an undercover agent. This is my uh, theory. They put an undercover agent in in the factory, and the agent sent the bongs to themselves and which violated some obscure law a paraphernalia law saying that you can't ship uh, uh, paraphernalia through the mails it sounds also like entrapment it was it was totally entrapment and but since we got rid of the fourth amendment it's so much more convenient oh yeah well you know it's not entrapment when it's uh, the feds you know i mean to them it's just like a botched attempt you know and so they uh, they charged me they first of all they raided the house uh, five in the morning and and took all my computers and took uh, all the bongs they could find and uh, eventually charged me uh, or wanted me to plead guilty to one count of uh, uh, shipping a, a bong across the state line, which I did. And then they sentenced me to nine months in jail, which I also did. Reality Check Live. The 420 Report. Listen, well, it's still legal. Reality Check Live. KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. Rare coins. You collect them, you keep track of their worth. Now there's a coin that keeps track of you. The Franklin Mint and the NSA is proud to introduce the collectible Canadian coin. The front of the coin features a flashing red light that you should ignore, while the back boasts a fine pinhole that you should speak directly into when discussing personal matters, and each coin comes with a certificate of authenticity. Simply return it with your name, signature, and a sample of your DNA, which will already be embedded from the oil on your fingerprint. Act now, because it's only a matter of time until Democrats remove this offer and the coin self-destruct. Reality Check Live with Carrie Harrison. Healthy Living. Harrison with you, and this is our healthy update here on Reality Check Live. You can catch us anytime, podcast of this or any other broadcast at realitychecklive.org or any streaming service from iHeartRadio to Spotify to even Alexa with Amazon. I want to introduce to you a couple of people. And as you know, we're based here in Los Angeles and Orange County, just south of us. Uh, It's a very important political area, by the way. And there are HIV services there, 
primarily for LGBT people, and it's going to be shocking to people. Like, well, you, are you saying there's gay people in Orange County? <laughs> say it's not true. <laughs> what would Devin Nunes say about that? Well, that's yet another part of the conversation, to be sure. I want to introduce to you Tom Senzi, and I'm going to put on my glasses here because it helps. I can fumble through the wrong name because I can't see it more. <laughs> I can do the right one. Tom Senzi is a journalist and the founder-moderator of LGBTs, that's with an S, LGBTs in the News with Tom Senzi. And next to him is Phil Yeager. He's the CEO and Executive Director of Radiant Health Centers, which are formerly AIDS Services Foundation of Orange County. And they're both here because we're going to get a, a bit of a some insight into what's going on, as we say, behind the Orange Curtain. And as we prevent, we still say that we still say that, <laughs> or, or at least I do. Um, as we prevent truth decay, and we bring out we out of the closet here. We're just going to bring it all out into the open. Coming up May first, and if you're hearing this after May first, it still just happened, and and more will be coming. Is a big uh, confabulation that LGBTsInTheNews.com is putting on, along with you, Phil, and your services, yes. um, to open up brand new discoveries about HIV and services, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, uh, this is Tom Senzi, and uh, yeah, our panel series, LGBTs in the News, is uh, the uh, nation's longest-running uh, LGBTQ uh, live discussion panel series uh, that tours the nation. We've been everywhere from uh, the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., to the uh, San Francisco LGBT Center and uh, the L.A. Press Club and all over the place. Radiant Health Centers on May 1st uh, will be uh, hosting our next engagement, which is happening under the subtitle – uh, LGBTQ community health, uh, resolving disparities and overcoming barriers. And uh, I think that's a good segue for Phil to tell That's us. perfect. So, Phil, tell us about these disparities and barriers. We just assume, well, we've all been to the gay pride parade in Chicago <laughs> and, and West Hollywood and everyone gets along just swell and there's no problems at all. But in fact, you guys are there for a purpose. We are. Um, and, and typically, uh, barriers – to care include uh, medical professionals who perhaps don't understand their LGBTQ patients, um, the needs, or how to ask the right questions. Um, stigma. Give, uh, let's give us an example because if if I were a hundred percent straight, which I'm going to just say I. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say I, I ride the not. middle. <laughs> but if I were, I might say I don't understand what that means. They don't know how to talk to people, doctors. Like they don't know what questions to ask. What questions would they ask? Good question. Right, right. Well, I, I think there are some very unique health needs that LGBT people have. And so understanding how to ask those questions in a way that doesn't reflect discrimination or bias is critically important. So let's talk about what those needs are because it, it's going to be helpful for people to understand that there's a bias if they understand what, what's going on. I'm guessing uh, we all know about transgender people. Mm -hmm. It's probably the most popular thing, period. It's on television. It's on the news. We have the president of the United States endlessly talking about it. We have military bans. Uh, we have 15,000. That's one five. 15,000 serving in the military. Mm -hmm. So this isn't some like weird abstract whim going on somewhere. This is ubiquitous throughout the human race. And you guys have identified this. And I guess most doctors don't actually know. You know, how do you talk to someone who looks like this, who, who look, presents as a man, but inside feels like a woman? 
Right. And it, and it's everybody throughout the healthcare profession. So from the initial intake, uh, for a transgender person, they're going to be given a form. And for a female, ask when their last menstrual cycle was. Is there any chance they may be pregnant? For a transgender person to be faced with that type of questioning in those forms uh, could potentially drive them out of that office and not seeking care at all. I think I think that uh, Phil brings up a really good point. I mean, what what I have learned with this panel uh, series since uh, it launched in 2013, going all over the country and having several uh, uh, trans, uh, p- panelists who are transgender uh, join me and 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 help educate me and understand that you know what we're really trying to arrive at in society is where you're a person first, right? And um, uh, a person uh, who happens to be transgender. Uh, probably doesn't want to go into a situation, and, and I'll let Phil, I'll let Phil uh, uh, take this point over a little more uh, expertly. But you probably don't want to walk in there right off the bat and be presumed, if you're a transgender person, be presumed uh, to have all of the uh, automatic stereotypes that go with one particular gender. Uh, if you're on a journey to find your authentic self, um, you know it's it's really I think about recognizing the person with the healthcare need. Mm at the gateway, right? And I, you know, I know you probably have a lot of listeners who are not necessarily uh, uh, focused on a uh, sort of a, um, pardon the expression, libtard way of speaking about these things. So if that's how this sounds, let me just put it to you this way. Um, if, if you want to walk into the doctor, you want the doctor to know what you personally as a person are going through and why you came in the door. Not uh, do you fit into a particular uh, expectation or a, a, a stereotype. Before Phil jumps in that, I just want to reintroduce you. Harrison with you. This is Reality Check Live. You can catch us anytime at realitychecklive.org. We're also live streaming uh, on a variety of different platforms from iHeartRadio to even Alexa with Amazon to uh, Stitcher. Stitcher is a great place to listen to us. You can hear us live. You can hear us on demand. You can also catch videos at realitychecklive.org. We're talking right now to Tom Senzi. He was the most recent voice. He's a journalist and the founder moderator of LGBTs in the news, lgbtsinthenews.com. Great place to go to find out about the uh, May 1st uh, gathering where all of this information is brought out. And if you happen to live in Orange County, which is a huge, huge place south of Los Angeles, you're going to want to know. And Phil Yeager, the CEO and executive director of Radiant Health Centers, uh, he's making it possible for lgbtsinthenews.com to be able to do this. And Phil, while this is primarily for gay people, and and the only reason is gay people wouldn't otherwise get the services. It's not like, well, we have enough. We're just going to have, you know, a special set of curtains in there and they're going to want to come. No, (laughs) it's because they're not getting the mainstream services. Exactly what you're talking about. Um, What if you're a straight politician, of which there are many, who does not want to go to his regular doctor because it's going to get leaked out that he has HIV or chlamydia or an STD. Could he go to you anonymously and get full-on treatment and never have to worry? Absolutely. Um, And prior to Radiant Health Centers, our name was Aid Services Foundation Orange County, as you mentioned earlier. So we have a long history of serving people living with HIV and AIDS. And about 15% of those folks that we serve are heterosexual. They do not fit into the LGBT community. Um, We've been able to very effectively provide them with services and care. 
Um, and however, we still have seen five to six new HIV infections in Orange County each week. And we know in order each to week. each week. So we had about 250 new HIV infections last year. So still, this is a major health concern in our communities, but I think the awareness around that has faded and most people don't realize that. Let's jump in and talk about something called PrEP. Now, I say the word PrEP and we all think, get ready. Well, it's kind of like that. It's pre-exposure, pre-exposure prophylaxis. That's it. That's perfect. So, so what, so get this. You, you may not know this. You may never have heard of this. You may have no idea this exists. We all know that condoms have always been the way since World War II. In fact, if we even go back to the 1700s and Dr. Samuel Johnson, I'm going to get esoteric for 20 seconds here, who wrote the first English dictionary, his best friend, Boswell, the great poet that we all, some of us, well, it's probably forbidden today in school. No. But, no, are they still doing Boswell? Learning is still in. Learning is, okay, learning is cool. Preventing truth decay, for sure. Boswell was a notorious womanizer, and his diaries were just released 10 years ago in Great Britain, banned all this time. Wow. He created the first condoms out of sheep gut, and one of them is sitting in Samuel Johnson's house in London, right near Twining's Tea Shop, the first corporation ever in London from Uh, 1760. Unused, right? Uh, Well, (laughs) we, we won't know, and we don't know if it's the original. Point is... For hundreds of years, condom use has been the only proper prophylaxis. The U.S. military issues them or has issued them, might still even, because they assume that when a soldier is on his own, he may in fact commit an act of interfrastication. Not an American. Not an American, but it could happen. Not an American soldier. Um, That said, there is now a pill, a pill that one can take on a daily basis that literally is – as efficient, if not more efficient, than a condom. Wait a minute, you're saying. You're saying that there's a pill now, an actual way to not get HIV. If you take the pill every day, you're not going to get it if you're compliant. Mm-hmm. I think Phil has some good news for your listeners here. He can tell us a lot about uh, PrEP and prophylaxis in general and the nine, I think it's a 99% uh, – Reliability rate? Yes, yes, yes. So PrEP or pre-exposure prophylaxis takes that same medication that is provided to somebody who's HIV positive and ultimately renders them virally suppressed or with an undetectable viral load. That same medication provided to somebody who's HIV negative can provide them with up to 99% preventative barrier against the virus. So that is huge. Yeah, it's huge. And and what's even better about that, just to, to modify that a little bit so you understand, the medication that is given to somebody who's HIV positive is more powerful because it has a, a many more things that it must do. This is a gentler mode. It's mm-hmm. dialed back by, I think, two molecules. And so basically it's like taking a, a blood pressure pill every day right. and you can stay HIV negative and you can – if your female partner or your male partner or whoever it is, it's, these are real humans now. We're not all going to pretend um, yeah. has it or doesn't have it. Nobody has to worry anymore. This is – this is game-changing in 2018, 2019. And that's without a condom. However, I think uh, Radiant would probably say you should probably still use it. Well, 
for the obvious reasons. Yes, but there are other. I mean, speaking crawlers. of Boswell, I mean, I, he probably. I mean, that was an era. The Victorian era was an era of uh, syphilis uh, uh, epidemic. And and I have a book that I need to share with you, Tom, that you've never seen. I hadn't seen it either, so I'm admitting this. It's a tiny. It's only sold at Doctor uh, Johnson's house. It is uh-huh. the Book of Georgian Medicine, and it has a, a rendering of Boswell's skull with twenty five holes in the skull from from spirochetes, syphilis spirochetes. Wow. wow! Yeah, so they saved his skull as a beautiful piece of artwork <laughs> to wow. let you know what happens when you do the naughty and don't treat it. Of course, there was no penicillin back then. Mm-hmm. So, Carrie, you have two uh, uh, traits that would drive my ADD crazy. You you have your plethora of uh, trivia that I find fascinating, and you know you know how to go off track just like I do. <laughs> well, only in a really important. fascinating way. Fa- you no, know. speaking of fascinating, this is Reality Check Live. <laughs> yeah, and we're coming to you. Well, whether you're getting it as a podcast or whether you're getting it live, we're talking right now to Tom Senzi, who's the voice you just heard. He's a journalist and founder moderator of LGBTs in the News with Tom Senzi. Their website is LGBT News LGBTs in the News. Yeah, so that's LGBTs in the News dot com. <clears throat> Say that thirty times as fast as you can. And next to him is a real superhero of. Orange County. Orange County is south of Los Angeles County. And this is all those big, let's just call them what they are, the the rich cities in California that we've all heard of, the Newport beaches, the Huntington Mm -hmm. beaches. That's where we're talking about, where people don't talk or admit necessarily that they're gay. They just probably do it very quietly. So that's why these uh, radiant health centers have come about to actually offer treatment and offer help to people who need that, including straight people. So if you're straight, and you get a little bugaboo from uh, um, uh, engaging in um, love making. Love, love making. Maybe you're osculating. You do that with your lips, um, and something happened. You go to Radiant Health Centers, and they will take care of it. Nobody will ever know, and you'll come out fixed. And this is an extraordinary time period. And what you do is, in fact, unique that way. Because if you go to your regular doctor, you may say, "Oh, this rash." Oh, it's a sunburn. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't bother to get you checked. Right, right. So, and that's part of creating a health center sensitive to the needs of the LGBT community, but then also welcoming to the entire community. So, as I was saying earlier, providing services to people with HIV and AIDS, we serve many people who are not part of the LGBT community. And we know that as we expand services, there will be others, there will be people who will need our services and who will look for a place where they can feel comfortable coming in and disclosing everything about their personal life without feeling uh, judged or in any way uh, rejected. And both of you get credit, Tom Senzi and Phil Yeager, for helping add the plus to the LGBTQ+. plus. It is now plus. It's officially plus. I'm looking around the room. Are you, are you all nodding? Do you hear me? It's all plus. And that now includes straight people. Absolutely. And, and actually, if you're not straight, if you're bent, if you're sideways, if you're crooked, it doesn't matter. You're still it includes, welcome. It's all – it's one human family. Yeah. One human family. And so your services are open and you are the template for the right way to do it. And this is what we're hearing from a lot of people. And, and, and I've met straight people who have gone to your services. How else would I know about the politicians? Oh. Except <laughs> it's oh, it sounds like we might have a case study. But, but I'm telling you, I mean, homework. this is important. I mean, mm-hmm. when people that have to make important decisions for us, they and, and we hope they do them right. Yeah. 
we want them fit and healthy and we mm-hmm. want them to be able to handle stuff. Well, mm-hmm. and maybe even connected, right, yes. to the communities yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and, and being connected by way of Radiant uh, Health Centers is one way to know another facet of, of the Orange County community. So, so let's, we're going to wrap it up with your, your event coming on May 1st. It, mm-hmm. it may have already come. Uh, Did you like the pause there? No. Uh, it may have already happened, and, and that. that's good, which means there's more to come. But tell us about um, how they get in touch with you, mm-hmm. and, and they can have special food and other things. Because you know, i yeah. got to say, in the LGBT world, you always get sign language, and you always get vegan dishes. That's Well, we will definitely have uh, American Sign Language interpreters uh, present. We will have a uh, box lunch for everyone there. You've got four choices, uh, vegetarian, non-vegetarian, uh, vegan. I think we have a vegan uh, option. Uh, there's no charge for this, but please come, not for lunch, come to learn and to engage and to ask questions. Uh, Dr. Sean Cahill is actually flying in from Boston from the Finway Institute, uh, which is the world's foremost LGBTQ uh, health think tank um, I think it's fair to call yes. the organization and the institute uh, just to uh, headline this panel engagement. Um, Radiant Health Centers has been so generous uh, in making this happen. It's a chance to ask every question that you ever wanted to about uh, health care as it's specifically related to LGBTQ people and our allies and straight people who might have issues and questions that they want to know about uh, that they might not feel comfortable asking over Kaiser. God bless Kaiser. I love him a lot. I've had Kaiser and it was great. But this is another option for health care services. And it's important also to know that uh, Radiant is not sort of a uh, – uh, I wouldn't think of it as a corollary to uh, the, the free clinic as we used to say. It's not just an, it's not an STD clinic per se. Radiant has multiple services including services for uh, for homeless people. Radiant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Please tell us. Nutrition services, mental health services, uh, transportation to and from medical appointments. Wow. Full continuum of housing services wow. and a lot of prevention well, and housing outreach. services. So let's understand what that means. So if if somebody were HIV positive or whatever mm-hmm. and and were homeless, mm-hmm. you would help them get a place to live. Yes, we could. If somebody showed up at our doorstep tonight homeless, we could place them in either a motel or a sober living facility, depending on their history. Wow. Learn uh, more about this this untapped resource that a lot of people. I mean, you think that you know we're kind of uh, sil- in a silo sometimes uh, in our various communities. We in the LGBTQ community have huge hearts. Our pockets aren't as deep as people seem to think. The whole double income, no kids thing is a myth. But, uh, and we the have, word dink is just so uncool. <laughs> double income, no kids is very 90s, uh, dink. But uh, we, we're, we're, we have welcoming hearts and we would love to see you uh, May 1st in Costa Mesa at 11 a.m. That's a Tuesday. Visit. And for more information, which the best way to do it is to go to LGBTs in the news. LGBTs in the news. LGBTs in the news dot com. And and I'd love uh, our and, show also to help you understand more about prep. This pill you could take every day and never have to worry about HIV. It is so extraordinary. You can reach out to us through realitychecklive.org, realitychecklive.org, and we'll be glad to get more information to you. As you know, we are a nonprofit, and this is part of our mission is to make it a better world. I want to thank you both, Tom Senzi, journalist uh, and founder of LGBT. God, we've given your, your uh-huh. name out at least a thousand times, LGBTs in the news.com. And I want to thank you also, Phil Yeager. You are the CEO and executive director of the uh, Radiant Health Centers in Orange County. Can he say right? his URL once? Please yes. Say your URL. Radiant Health Centers with an S dot org. What Radiant, was it? Radiant Health Centers dot org. 
Want to give a quick shout-out to our new NBC stations, KCAA in Southern California, and our public radio mothership, KPFK in Los Angeles. Also, thanks to Vic Jarami, Mercy Malik, our Reality Check Live Board of Advisors, and our UCLA interns and supporters. Carrie Harrison here with you. Don't forget you can get a podcast of this or anything else, realitychecklive.org. Also, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple, Amazon's Alexa, and coming soon, Spotify. See you next week, same time, same station. Reality Check Live. Truly independent and sometimes codependent. Reality Check Live with Carrie Harrison. RealityCheckLive.org. Hey, if you're a college student and would like us on your station, or an advertiser and you'd like your message heard on this fast-growing program, reach out to us at RealityCheck.org.